Hi, I am Iria Enahimio. Let the truth be told. In the words of one of the mendicants in Wallachoinka's madmen and specialists, I don't know what makes the world go round, but I know what goes round the world. It is wind. And I blew it loud and felt better. I don't believe it. Prof, <laughs> what are you saying? Sorry, what are you saying that the poor beggar said? That he farted? Look, I, I forgive you, my dear mendicant, but that was the most foul contribution you sent around the world. But it's not your fault. I, I guess you couldn't help yourself. I in any case, the world often treats the poor foully. Besides, Prof made you do it. It was a very powerful man, a Nobel laureate who put the words in your mouth. A man I dare not fault, for he was my teacher and a man I hold in awe. The man we fondly call Kungi. And come to think of it, when you consider all the concoctions that travel through the throats of the rich and powerful, a beggar's farts cannot necessarily be the foulest wind, nah. Don't let's even imagine the stench, the manner of wind that emerges from the brew, enough to smell it from the inanities that spew from their mouths in private and public places, the very insane and often inhumane decisions and actions they take with reckless abandon, in despite of the repercussions they cause to ripple around the world. That stinks to high heavens. So, Kungisa. With your kind permission, let me exercise free speech and build a list from where your loudspeaker, oh, sorry, the mendicant, uh, from where the honorable mendicant stopped. I want to add to his very messy contribution. I want to add that wind is not the only thing that goes around the world. I dare to add two other elements to the list. Other people may even know other things that go around the world, but they are on their own, sir. Now only me, Wakakom. I walk alone on this venture. Two other things most certainly go around the world. Money is one. I would have said wealth, except that wealth has no meaning until it is compared with poverty. You see, that's why wealth always travels with its twin, poverty. So we'll let money represent that state of being that often determines one man's relationship to another, that determines status whether one man is more highly regarded than another or even credited with being human. But let's get one thing clear. When I mention the rich and powerful, I'm actually referring only to those superhumans who have stupendous amounts of money, stolen or otherwise acquired. Not the wannabes, not those ones, not people who buy used clothes and then buy Gucci labels to attach later. Also, the category does not in any way, shape or form, by fault or default, include those who claim to be rich without having money, those ones with ideas, professor this, professor that. No, certainly not. Not those ones whose only wealth resides in a fertile mind. Not them. No matter how rich with positive and progressive ideas their minds may be, they don't qualify. If they have no smothering wealth, they don't belong. And don't think you qualify merely because you have a large heart, even if your heart is large enough to give joy to the entire universe. 
You don't belong, not at all. Not that type of rich. Go find another club. This rich refers only to people who are filthy rich. Those ones who own 35-bedroom mansions in cities around the world that they may visit only, only once a year or once in a lifetime. The ones who eat mushroom grown on the graves of the poor. Those ones, our ancestors may not have minted money, may not have had the sophisticated and complex monetary systems of today. But the needs and desires that eventually created these systems have their roots in human nature itself. The motives have always been with us, and I must equate whatever bargaining powers our ancestors exercised in transacting their individual or communal relationships to the value of money, of wealth and poverty. Money is the most recognizable, most intrusive root of power. It is a root deep and strong enough to empower one man to organize and sell his fellow man into slavery. Even self-acclaimed God's generals have since recognized this deity, succumbed to lucre, filthy lucre, and have invested their souls in it. It is the root of greed, the insatiable desire that may blind man to truth, blind him from discerning truth from falsehood, good from evil. That's a fact that is not a secret. It is not new. It has always been like that from the beginning of time. The other thing that goes around the world, sex. <laughs> Look at them. Look at them. See, their mouths are hanging open. They're covering their faces. Their eyes shall not see corruption. Well, I follow me, see them. <laughs> Sanctimonious fellows, hypocrites, and seriously, I'm not just talking about the act of sex. I am talking especially about its byproduct, man himself. In fact, more than money, more than wealth, sex is perhaps the greatest force on earth. It creates man and his families. It creates nations and is responsible for the continuity of life itself. And it has power to reverse the process. It creates life and can destroy it. The pursuit of it is perhaps the greatest threat to the very existence of life itself. Tyranny and greed have needed no greater reason or motive to unleash madness. For sex, nations have gone to war. See what happened to Troy. Oh, you never heard of Helen of Troy? <laughs> then you won't believe me if I tell you. Check for yourself and discover what happened for Helen's sake. For the sake of sex, nations and their economies have been wrecked, populations diminished. For Helen of Troy, more than a thousand ships were launched in battle. As it was then, so it is today. Though it were a thousand different faces and speak with a million different tongues. Between wealth and sex, the rhyme cannot be missed. They are Siamese twins. It is so hard to miss. It is so hard to miss the connection, their relationship, no matter how hard you try. They are bedfellows, strange bedfellows sometimes, but even that is often not enough to separate them. Their longing for each other is stuff that tales are made of. To take liberty with fact a little bit. I dare to say that more than half the history of the life of Homo sapiens on earth 
is created by the two, aligning or colliding, working together or separately, colluding and conniving and always with spectacular effect. When they work together, it is cohesion shared in ecstasy, oblivious of time or of whose ox is God. When they collide, it is a war between Little Rocket Man and the bigger thumb of Trump on America's bigger nuclear button. And life on Earth is threatened with obliteration. Those are the only rules they know, the only rules they play by. Nature itself looks on helpless, overwhelmed by its own creation. Thunder and lightning are speechless and the wind is still. The wind may blow all it likes, anywhere it likes, around the world and about the world. Those two, money and sex, go round the world. Make the world go round. Make the world so round. Between them, there is no race, no tribe, no color, no gender even. But sadly, these factors that could have guaranteed transparency, they, they are very symmetry are the same ones that secure their opaqueness and sensual neutrality. Like the zodiac sign Pisces, they are two fish tailgating each other, eternally in pursuit of each other. Money pursuing sex, sex pursuing money. A chase whose end is unpredictable but quite often devastating. And the race is universal. For man, it seems that money and sex are his treasure. Her treasure. And at the tomb where his heart her heart lies. He and she may even part with a little money, but sex? He and she may choose to die rather than share. All other jobs he and she may delegate, but sex? He and she must execute by himself, by herself. Why? Search me. I don't know. The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. I guess the answer is blowing in the wind. All I know is other animals don't behave like that. Just man. Thanks for sharing this experience with me. Thanks for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, follow, and share this podcast. Let the truth be told. And join me every two weeks for a brand new episode. Take care and stay safe.